Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Yes, I am your host, and by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. As we end the fourth week, the fourth week of the Newsmax Daily, a brand new podcast from the uh, folks who bring you Newsmax TV. You can, of course, uh, uh, download the app on your phone. It's free. Uh, you can watch uh, show highlights and all that stuff. And then also, if you just have any questions about uh, the schedule and whatnot, just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com. You can watch my show this weekend, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World? And it's really good. It's <laughs> it's a really good one. So uh, it's a comedy and uh, commentary show. So we make a point with humor. Isn't that crazy? You can actually laugh at stuff. You don't have to be so serious all the time. It's just kind of weird. Just kind of weird. A couple things real quick. Oddly enough, I know this is a big surprise to many, but I predicted this, of course. Hunter Biden's confessional book, Beautiful Things, is a sales bust. <laughs> it sold 10,000 copies. <laughs> He's got his dad. Listen, his dad is the president of the United States, and his dad got 81 million votes. You'd think that translate to book sales, Right? Right. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, Beautiful Things is now number 208 on uh, on Amazon. Uh, he got several million dollars. He, of course, did a lot of appearances. It was disgusting. He's a disgusting, unlikable, foul, and awful person. And there are only two reasons, maybe three reasons, why you'd get this book. A, if you're sycophant and you're a freak. B, if you want to use it as show prep for a talk show. Or C, Fire season is coming, fireplace season is coming, and you need all the kindling you can get. Oh, that's kind of an expensive way. Oh, this is pretty funny. Four best-selling books so far this year. Are you ready for this? <laughs> the Cat in the Hat, Oh, the Places You'll Go, Green Eggs and Ham, and One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, the Dr. Seuss books. Those are the number one books in the country. Oh, I just love it. I love it. And you know, here's the thing. You know we're winning, right? I mean, we are winning intellectually. We are uh, winning morally as conservatives. We are. I mean, right now we're getting our butt handed to us because of uh, an election of Joe Biden and uh, and a, a Democrat Congress that is trying to rule against the American people. But we're winning. We're winning, guys. Oh, by the way, Pfizer says that you'll have to get a third vaccine dose likely within 12 months. So you know, CEO Albert Bourla said he will likely uh, need a booster dose of COVID-19 within 12 months and get fully vaccinated. Uh, his, his comments were made uh, public, uh, taped, taped on the first. Like scenario, likely scenarios that there will be uh, likely a need for a third dose, uh, dose somewhere between 6 and 12 months, and then from there, there will be an annual revaccination. But all of this has to be confirmed, which is an annual. It's like it's like when you uh, sign up for a website and it just automatically <laughs> it automatically uh, bills you for the second year. <laughs> That's what this is all about. You know that Pfizer's making a ton of money. My wife went and got the vaccine yesterday. I'm not going to comment on whether I thought that was wise or not, but she said her arm was so sore this morning she could barely lift it up. So yesterday... Uh, Jim Jordan, a representative, went after Anthony Fauci on uh, Capitol Hill, and it was glorious, glorious. Here is uh, Jim Jordan finally holding this bureaucrat uh, responsible for the actions that he's done. Now, I want you to think about this real quick. In the last year, you've been told you can't worship. You've been told you can't go to a concert. You've been told you can't send your kid to school. This has been an extraordinary time in our history that never should have happened. That never should have happened. We should have protected the vulnerable. That's it. But we surrendered so many of our freedoms. It, this was unprecedented. And it can never happen again. It can never happen again. Here's some of the exchange, and I'll, I'll just let it roll, and then I'll just chime in. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm want to do that every once in a while. When is the time? Well, in your written statement, you say, now is not the time to pull back on masking, physical distancing, and avoiding congregate settings. When is the time? When do Americans get their freedom back? Can you put your microphone on, please? 
when we get the level of infection in this country low enough that it is not a really high threat. What is low enough? Give me a number. What, I mean, I, we, we've, we had 15 days to slow the spread, turned into one year of lost liberty. What metrics, what measures, what has to happen before yeah. Americans get my, their freedoms? Back? My message, uh, Congressman Jordan, is to get as many people vaccinated as quickly as we possibly can to get the level of infection in this country low that it is no longer a threat. That is when. And I By the way, this man is wearing a cloth mask with little beakers on it, chemistry beakers. It is completely ineffective. It is completely, it has been shown that they are completely ineffective, which shows you how seriously this man takes this virus. I believe when that happens. And he supposedly has been vaccinated. We'll see. What determines when? I'm sorry. What? What measure? What, I mean, are, are we just going to continue this forever? Or when does when does no. when do we get to the point? What measure? What standard? What objective? You have a lot to answer for, sir. You have a lot to answer for, and you may be offended by his tone if you're a Democrat. But he has to answer a hell of a lot of questions. Uh, outcome? Do we have to reach before before Americans get their liberty and freedoms back? You know, I, you're indicating liberty and freedom. I look at it as a public health measure to prevent people from... Oh, this is not what you should have said to Jim Jordan. ...dying and going to the hospital. You don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? <laughs> They've been assaulted. Their liberties have. I don't look at this as a liberty thing, Congressman Jordan. Well, that's obvious. as a public health thing. But the, 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 I disagree with you, you on that. You think the Constitution completely. is suspended during, a, during a, a, a virus, during a pandemic? It's certainly not. This will end for sure when we get the level of infection very low. It is now... Or well into the election year when uh, midterms are coming and Joe Biden can take credit for ending it. At such a high level... Did I say that out loud? There's a threat again of major surge. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, over the last year, American blah 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 blah. Uh, here is uh, uh, Jim Jordan being told to shut up by Maxine Waters. Just, I mean, wow, what a despicable human being she is. From the right now, we're at an unacceptably high level. We're at, on a daily basis; it's unacceptably high, regardless of who you. What are. happened to flu this year, Dr. Fauci? Why were there 740,000 hospitalizations for flu? Uh, in the last flu season, but this one, only 165, not 1,000, 165 people. What you're going to see as more and more people get vaccinated and we get over 3 million people a day, you're going to see the level of infection come down and down, and gradually there will be more flexibility for doing the things that you're talking Where about. Where does it get to? When it comes down, what number do we get our liberties back? Tell me the number. Love it. Tell me the number. When 90% of the members of Congress get vaccinated. But you're not a doctor, Mr. Clyburn. It's vaccinated. It's not vaccinated there, Senator Clyburn. And he is. What is the number? I can't Thank give... you for recognizing me, Mr. Clyburn. Thank you. He cannot recognize this uh, for five I'd minutes. I'd like my question Ms. answered. Ms. If, I don't, I don't want, reclaiming I don't want, my time. Reclaiming my time. Regular order. Regular order. No, if, just a moment. Mr. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman, I don't want you to answer my question. The American people want Dr. Fauci to answer yep. the well, question. But what does it have to be? Expire, sir. If you need to respect the chair and oh, shut your mouth. How about you shut your mouth? Don't uh, worry about this. The other 23 we, we, hours of the day. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, whatever. Here's Maxine Waters uh, ladling the love onto Anthony Fauci here. Dr. Fauci, do you agree that we will not... Fauci. She called him Dr. Fauci. You know, wow. ...be able to fully recover from this pandemic. She's a leader! ...a pandemic if we do not take action to ensure that all Americans including hard-hit communities... She's wearing a cloth mask, too. ...color receive... There's not anybody sitting near her. It's a fraud. It's a sham. It's a shakedown. It's a put-on. ...coronavirus vaccines, and if so, why? I absolutely agree with that, uh, uh, Congressman Waters. And that's the reason why equity is such an important... Can part. you transmit COVID virus uh, while you're kissing someone's butt? ...part of the vaccine... Because that's what Maxine Waters is doing. ...distribution program that we're carrying out right now. There are a number of reasons. One, in order to get this fact, this uh, pandemic under control, we have to get the overwhelming majority of the people in this country vaccinated. Blah, Secondly, blah, blah. Yeah. because of the fact that- 50% of Republicans are saying no to the vaccine. They must be crazy. Minorities, brown and black people, have a higher incidence of infection. And when they do get infected, they have a much higher incidence of a serious outcome, including hospitalization and death.
And for those reasons, both for the... You know, people have actually had motorcycle accidents and died and they put uh, COVID on the back, on the uh, death certificate. People have died from being shot and they put COVID on the death certificate. Individual people who will suffer. Do you know why? If they're not vaccinated. Because states get a lot of money for every diagnosed case and every death. As well as for the country itself. When you want to get a veil or an umbrella of protection over the entire country. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. We appreciate it. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. He has a lot to answer for. History is going to uh, remember this moment, and hopefully in a very, very, very bad way. Let's move on how the Democrats want to uh, ensure they're in power and perpetuity. What they want to do is they want to add justices to the Supreme Court. They want to add liberal justices to the Supreme Court. It is a lifetime appointment. So what they're going to do is they're going to try and add four justices to the Supreme Court, all liberal, tilting the court to the left, to the left, for years, for decades, and they want to get it done right now. This is their opportunity. They're both in charge. They have a, a, a the Congress is split with the decision, deciding vote uh, according to the, uh, the the vice president, and so they want to try to do it. Here is uh, Jerry Nadler, the Nadler. He's a, a Batman villain. He pulls his uh, shirt up to his up to his chest. Yeah, and uh, and he has no superpowers. Number of justices up to Congress, and Congress has changed that number. Seven times. He's outside and he's wearing a stupid mask. In the history of the country. Our founders understood that... You whiz on the founders' uh, constitution, the whole history of the country. Give me a break. As the country and the judicial system evolve, the court needs to evolve with it. And this legislation represents a much-needed next step in that evolution. No, it doesn't at all. It's, it's an opportunity for Democrats. Many people think... That about the Supreme Court in terms of its individual members and their right to do so. Okay, I've had enough of you. This is Montaire Jones lying about the makeup of the court. I'm not the makeup of the court, but the decisions of the court. Far right, Supreme Court majority that is hostile to democracy itself. But here we are. You, sir, are a fool. I've never heard of you before, uh, but you are a fool. This court is not ruling from the far right. If anything, it's, it's, it's leaning left. We have a Supreme Court justice, uh, the, the head of the Supreme Court, who voted for Obamacare, who made Obamacare an unconstitutional mandate. Okay, They have not heard election cases. They dismissed conservative cases out of hand without comment. So your argument here is absolutely specious. And if anything, the American people would like the court to lean right. And the fact is, if we want to save our democracy, we must... The Democrat Party wants to destroy the country. ...before it is too late by restoring balance to the Supreme Court. Our democracy faces its greatest test since Jim Crow. Oh, From boy. The Ding! Gotta mention the Jim Crow. Insurrection at the Capitol to the racist voter suppression being attempted all throughout the United States of America. Lie, lie, lie. The far right is at war with our democracy. La, 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 We're not opening the borders and trying to upset the balance of power in the country in perpetuity by doing things like H.R. 1 and cacking the Supreme Court and overrunning the border. I could go on and on. I'm done with you. Step down, Mr. Montaire Jones. Here is uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, sainted by the left. Many Democrats have her votive candle right next to the, uh, well, they don't have a Jesus one because, you know. Anyway, so uh, here is RBG on uh, pack of the court. Ten. Nine seems to be a good number, and it's been that way for, for a long time. I have heard that there are some people on the Democratic side who would like to increase the number of judges. I think that was a bad idea when President Franklin Delano Roosevelt tried to. Okay, there you go. Also, here is Nancy Pelosi. You can't believe a word she says, but here's what she has to say about it. She says it's not going to happen. Do you support Jerry Nadler's bill to expand the Supreme Court by four seats? And would you commit to bringing that bill to the floor? No. I, I support the president's commission to study such a proposal. Uh, but if it's outrageous, then don't support the commission but, um, frankly I, I, i'm not right now our, we're back we, our, our members are committed. oh i can't wait till pe people start stop wearing these stupid masks these are working we're building the literally the one she's wearing you if you can't see it and i know you can if you're listening to the audio it looks like it has toilet seats on it little toilet seats 
putting together the infrastructure. People watching the video podcast are laughing out loud right now. Bill and the rest. I don't know that that's a good idea or a bad idea. No, it's a bad idea. Uh, here is Joe Biden during the 2020 campaign um, discussing items like packing the Supreme Court. Speaking of those other candidates, several of them have proposed major structural reforms to our government and to our democracy. These include abolishing the Electoral College, uh, expanding the size. Which, by the way, they uh, they brought up yesterday. As of the Supreme Court. They're, they're, they're trying to do that now. Setting term limits for justices, abolishing the legislative filibuster, which. They're trying to do that, too. If any of these do you support? None. Okay, let's hear that again because the Democrats are doing all of those. Speaking of those other candidates, several of them have proposed major structural reforms to our government and to our democracy. These include abolishing the Electoral College, uh, expanding the size of the Supreme Court, setting term limits for justices, abolishing the legislative filibuster. Which, if any of these, do you support? None. Yet the Democrat Party is trying to do all of those things as we speak. Uh, President not known for truth, actually. Here he is back in 1982 when he kind of had hair, kind of had hair, uh, voice was a lot higher, talking about how stupid packing the court was. President Roosevelt clearly had the right to send to the United States Senate and the United States Congress a proposal to pack the court. It was totally within his right to do that. Wow, he just speaks clearer, but he's just as annoying as he is right now. He violated no law. He was legalistically absolutely correct, but it was a bonehead idea. It was a terrible, terrible mistake to make, and it put in question for an entire decade the independence of the most significant body, including the Congress in my view, the most significant body in this country, the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Here is uh, Marco Rubio talking about packing the court. Look, they've been wanting to do this for a long time. It's interesting. Now, there was no problem with the courts up until a Republican president was elected and started appointing people. Ding, ding, ding. You get the correct answer. Of vacancies. Now there's a problem with the courts. The courts have been where they have done things for 25 years that they couldn't get done to the legislative branch. Like they couldn't get a bill passed in Congress or they couldn't get a bill passed by state legislature. So they went to a court and they got it done. Well, now that there are conservative judges and judges that will interpret the Constitution the way it was written. It sucks to be you. It sucks to be you, Democrats. On the bench, suddenly we got a crisis in the courts and that needs to be now looked at. So it's not a crisis. This is an opportunity. This is a pure political ploy. That's all it is. It's hardball politics. It's sad that it isn't being covered that way by most outlets, but that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Also, you know what else is an opportunity for Democrats? COVID lockdowns. COVID has been a major opportunity to expand the government, shut down individual freedoms. I could go on and on. Oh, this is funny. This is the uh, the vice president of the United States. I know it's still hard for me to say. Kamala Harris talking about how the Biden administration is doing a bang up job creating jobs. The American Rescue Plan is also making health care more affordable. By reducing I thought Obamacare was going to do that. The cost of coverage for nine million people who are currently receiving financial assistance. At the Department of Housing and Urban... How about you just open the country instead of uh, doling out checks? Development. Because people get the checks from the government, which makes them dependent on the government. Secretary Marsha Fudge announced that nearly five... What an unfortunate name. ...billion dollars has been allocated... I could say something about packing the Supreme Court, but I'm not... I'm not... No. ...to provide services to people who are experiencing... <laughs> or are at risk of homelessness yes. and to help communities create more permanent, affordable housing solutions. There we go. These are, this is the laundry list of things that Democrats always say they're going to fix, and they never do. The Department of Agriculture has been using funds to help 12 million families with children who are food insecure. Food insecure, okay. Reimbursing families who are now buying food that their children would have received in school. The list goes on. Well, then they wouldn't be food insecure. They're getting fed at school, you see. And the message is clear. We live in the only country in the world where poor people are fatter than uh, than uh, people who have a lot of money. Help. Weird that way. Is here. Hope is here. Oh, boy. And we've already seen. What Should not have eaten that turkey bagel this morning. It happens when you help those who are hurting the most. When you build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out. Wow, that's that's new and, and completely meaningless. We have created more new jobs. Oh, this is hold on. This is the good one. If you have a, um, some liquid in your mouth, swallow it quickly. Swallow it quickly. It will come out your nose. And the middle out. 
We have created more new jobs in these first two months than any administration in history. And things are looking fantastic. up, to be sure. That is fantastic. But we also have a lot more work to do. Yeah, more, a lot more things to we destroy. To yeah, I've had enough of her. Jeez Louise. Oh, uh, yeah, by the way, here is uh, Jen Saki. Talking, you ready for some hot sake? Everybody ready for some hot sake? Uh, Jen Saki talking about the uh, the border, talking about the border and uh, why Kamala Harris hasn't gone, you see, because she's the border czar, but she's now saying that she's not responsible for it. Here is some hot sake for you. More on the vice president's role. Republicans have, in, over the past few days, been quite critical of, of the vice president. And, I've and seen that. They, what, they need more to do, I think. And what her relationship is the White House suggesting that her diplomatic role is is disconnected from the border? How, how are you guys squaring kind of how you think about that issue? I will say, all respect to you, but this is this confusion is very perplexing to me. I have to be honest because. The current president, who was the vice president, he ran point on the Northern Triangle when he was vice president. And did a really crappy job. And that's obviously a role that is focused on diplomacy. No, she's the border czar. She's called the border czar. Focused on working with these countries. Key word in that is border. Working with these leaders. And the vice president has had a number of those conversations at the leader level. And having a discussion about what steps can be taken. Just because you're the border czar doesn't mean you have to do anything with the border. Everybody knows that. Whether it's improving uh, the personnel and the approach they each take at the border. Aren't you just tired of the absurdity? Aren't you just tired of the lies? I really, I'm just fed up to hear people. Seen some steps they've taken uh. on that front or uh, whether it is working with them to determine how we can provide the best assistance to address the root causes blah, blah, over blah, the long term. Blah, 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 that's the role blah, blah, that the vice president blah, 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 is playing. Blah, 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 blah. That is certainly a significant sure. role. Of yeah. course, that's linked because if we don't address the root causes, this is where we will continue to see. You're at the dining room uh, table and you're, you're sitting there and you're like kind of nodding off. It's late in the evening. You just had your dessert. And large number of migrants coming Jen to Jen starts talking. Cycle after cycle, just as we have seen. No, 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 no. No, I'll have a cup of coffee. The last several years it is not a one woman even play jenga one woman job it is a multi uh high level official job okay uh, honey um, i'm gonna go to the bathroom i'll be right back and so secretary mayorkas is five minutes later is she still talking playing a, a obviously a significant role overseeing the the border patrol facilities overseeing just a lot just of fade her out policy. there and they just fade. <laughs> Here is uh, Representative Buddy Waters, Buddy Carter, Buddy Carter, not Muddy Waters. Buddy Carter talking about uh, Kamala Harris being the border czar and how she is not there. And and, and it's, it can't be explained away by Jen Snarky. He has been appointed and, and charged with this responsibility now for over three weeks. And yet she's still not been to the border and she still does not intend to go to the border. Yes, she's going to Mexico. She's going to Guatemala, but she needs to be at the border. She needs to witness what I witnessed last Friday. And that is a disaster. There is a disaster at the border right now. Y'all getting tired of being played. I'm getting tired of being played. Disorder at the border is a result of the executive order. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And and we've got to get... The disorder at the border is an executive order. I like that. And then the control when people think... Oh, the rain in Spain falls gently on the plane. Just people coming across. <laughs> well, yes, it is a humanitarian crisis. Yeah. And if you could only look into the eyes of those children... In a foreign country, they are scared to death. I mean, it, it, it's so, so sad. But it's also the other things that are happening now at that border. Because the Border Patrol agents are having to to concentrate on being social service agents, essentially. Yeah, this is one of the many ways that the, uh, the Democrat Party likes to demean and put down people in uniform, border agents, uh, National Guard troops forced to sleep in garages. Uh, you know, that's just how they roll. It's just how they roll. Absolutely. Boy. Democrat Party, really the future of the country, honestly. Actually, when you think about it, really, the Democrat Party, the entire history of the Democrat Party has been a disaster. Uh, it started off with, uh, with slavery, uh, moved on to Jim Crow, uh, moved on to the war on poverty. The only thing that they claimed successfully was the, uh, the, the New Deal, which prolonged the Depression. It spent what would be now trillions of dollars, and they, they're going back to that because it's the only kind of glimmer of success that the Democrats can look at. But they just fail. They just fail and fail and fail and fail and fail. Speaking of failures, Gretchen Whitmer is the governor of uh, Michigan. She's made life miserable for people in Michigan, bus- Michigan businesses, closing them down with the harshest shutdowns in uh, almost any state. And yet, I believe the last time I checked, 15 of the top 17 counties in the country with COVID infections are in Michigan. Here she is trying to explain away uh, what she has done and how they need to double down on her failure. 
First, I want to just get a, a top line read on, on how the state of Michigan is doing. Well, we know that we are seeing a resurgence of COVID all across our state. She still has the Anthony Fauci uh, pillow in the corner. And I think some of it is because we as a nation did not rally to beat this virus. Well, South Dakota pretty much kicked your butt and they never shut down. We have turned on one another and this virus has taken an incredible toll on us. We in Michigan still have... Now, your, your, your ruling actually has... Smart policies in place. I don't currently have all the same powers I did a year ago. Thank God, because everybody would be dead. But we do still have a mask mandate. We do still have our capacity requirements. I mean, we've got some of the strongest protocols in the country, and yet this virus has come raging back. Okay, so that would mean... And just real quick, I'm going to try and explain this to you. That would mean that what you have done has failed. Let's let's listen to that again, kids. I just want you to listen to that again. But we do still have a mask mandate. We do still have our capacity requirements. I mean, we've got some of the strongest protocols in the country, and yet this virus has come raging back. That would mean you have failed. What you're doing has failed. That's why you got to try something else. Is, is this fairly obvious to everybody else here? Maybe not. I mean, Democrats might be listening. We, for a long time, kept, kept spread amongst the lowest across the country. I've never kept spread before. Which means now that we have variants here, we've got a lot of people. It's the variants. That didn't catch the virus, which is a good thing. But now they are vulnerable. And that's why we're really pushing to try to get people vaccinated, to use monoclonal antibodies for people that are. Get a vaccine, get an Anthony Fauci pillow. Diagnosed with COVID. Um, and You can sleep with Anthony. Never mind. Pulling out all the stops yeah. to try to our population safe but it's on all of us to do our part at this juncture if someone reads the news and they follow this story and they think why why michigan right i mean it's like michigan's not really an outlier in terms well you're 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 looking at the reason michigan right there she's right next to you on the split screen there chris hayes why michigan it's because of her of um where you are on the scale of open or closed right not particularly aggressive uh it's not a real outlier in terms of if you look at like mobility data from google maps and things like that it's not like people are going chris, hey, chris it's the governor okay it's the governor okay uh, uh states that the, the, the uh, harshest lockdowns have shown the most infections it's just the way it is uh, yeah and she also sent a lot of covid positive people to nursing homes resulting in thousands and thousands of deaths just like new york the democrat party the way of the future if you don't want to live anymore. All right, let's move on to, uh, oh, oh, Chester Cheetah. I mean, Charlie Chester. Charlie Chester of, uh, of CNN. He was, uh, he went on five tender dates <laughs> with, with a Project Veritas reporter. Uh, I don't think he ever got a kiss. And that, you know, generally after five, after like three, if I didn't get a little peck on the cheek or something, I'd be like, okay, time to move on. I'm not saying that's the, the end run, but you know, I mean, you, you want to, you, you know, I mean, you know. So anyway, here's Chester Cheetah. I mean, Cheetah. Charlie Chap, no, Charlie Chester. Yeah, Charlie Chester <laughs> talking about how they have uh, CNN avoided the uh, black on Asian violence incidents that are happening a lot. Okay, and they've been happening for decades, but they've really cranked up, particularly in New York. And literally every weekend, uh, an African American beats up an Asian person. I, I am not I'm not making anything up here. I'm just saying uh, you look at the headlines, but apparently. Uh, CNN avoids that narrative because they don't want to hurt Black Lives Matter. Take it away, James. Charlie Chester will shock you even more. This time, we see Chester reconciling the truth that actually exists compared to what happens in his own network. I was trying to do some research on like the Asian hate, like the, the, the people are getting attacked or a bunch of black men. He said a bunch of black men that have been attacking Asians. That have been attacking Asians. Um, so I'm like, what are we doing? Like, we're trying to like help like with the BLM. And, like, he says, like, what were we doing? We're trying to like help the BLM, and you're going to like you're gonna like. I mean, it's individuals. It's not a people. You know? I think he's over thirty. He shouldn't be using like the other every other word. Um, that's not good. The optics of that are not good. The optics of that are not good. These little things like that are enough to set back movements. You know? he, the, the, uh, he says these things will uh, set back movements like Black Lives Matter is what he's saying. Our left will start to latch on and create a story of like um, criminalizing an entire people. Just easy, easier headlines that way, I guess. You don't mind criminalizing Republicans and conservatives, though. 
No problem at all doing that. Nopey, 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 new. Okay, so we had some great guests and some great topics on Newsmax the last 24 hours, including on the National Report. We talked about uh, Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt was the uh, the person who was shot to death by a Capitol Police officer in the, uh, the protest. I'll just go ahead and call it a protest at the Capitol on uh, the 6th of January. If it was an insurrection, uh, it, there wouldn't have been thousands of dollars worth of damage that was easily cleaned up and the building was reopened two hours later. Okay, but here she is. Uh, talk, or, uh, National Report features uh, Harmeet Dillon. Uh, she is a legal expert about Ashley Babbitt and the fact that we don't know the officer's name and he's not going to be charged. We heard yesterday from the DOJ. They announced they won't be charging the officer who fatally shot Capitol Hill protester Ashley Babbitt. We recall when that happened on January 6th. They will also Ashley Babbitt was murdered. I'll just say it. Not release the officer's name. Uh, Harmeet, what do you make of this decision from the DOJ? Well, I think that's a double standard. I think that what we have seen from the video... That it's beyond a double standard. It's a cover-up. ...has been taken in that incident that, ironically, the videographer has now been arrested and taken into custody. So that's interesting. She was unarmed. She was certainly part of a group that was... She was not a threat. She was crawling through a, win crawling through a window. She couldn't have grabbed an arm. The police officer shot her at point-blank range and murdered her. Breaking into a area that protesters should not have been. But if cities could burn because of an accidental shooting by a police officer in Brooklyn Center, why is no attention being brought to this? I'm not saying you know burn things. Certainly, we do not. We just don't do that. But honestly, why is there no attention to this at all? While there's no there's no curiosity about this woman, we got it on tape using deadly force and effectively the death penalty without due process in that situation is also excessive force. Unbelievable. All of our branches of government are corrupt. The swamp is back. Nobody voted for this. Nobody voted for Joe Biden to be the president. Nobody voted for Nancy Pelosi to be the House Speaker. Nobody voted for Chuck Schumer to be in charge of the Senate again. It didn't happen. If you look at polls, it is obvious. The American people do not want this. That's why they're ruling by executive fiat. It is a tragedy that Ashley Babbitt's death is being swept under the rug. And I hope someday that this case will be reopened and that officer will be held accountable for what happened. On the National Report, they talked to uh, uh, Alan Dershowitz, who was on my show just a little while ago, about court packing, and he's not a fan. Well, radical leftists, radical Democrats have no patience, have no need for institutional considerations. They want what they want now. They want enough justices to overrule the conservative members of the court. And what I worry about is not only would it destroy the integrity and credibility of the Supreme Court, but if you start putting four radical progressives on the Supreme Court, it will mark the end of freedom of speech, the end of due process. Because It can't happen. As part and parcel of this... This can't happen. ...radical agenda of let's rush and get results now, these radical leftists have no patience for due process. They have no patience for free speech for thee as well as for me. So it'll be a lose-lose. It'll destroy the credibility of the Supreme Court and will undercut the First Amendment and the Fifth Amendment to the United States Constitution. Every decent American who loves justice, who loves the Supreme Court, who loves the rule of law, must strongly oppose this democratic power grab and make sure that the institutional integrity of the Supreme Court is preserved. Now, this can't stand and won't stand. You cannot rule against the will of the people and get away with it forever. You can't. Things will fall. We saw it with the Soviet Union. Okay, we saw it with, uh, with uh, uh, Berlin Wall. It will fall. You cannot rule against the American people. You cannot rule against them in perpetuity sooner or later. The House of Cards falls. Rob Schmidt had Curtis Sliwa on the uh, on the show, on his show, and Curtis Sliwa, of course, with the Guardian Angels in New York, and also he uh, is uh, running for mayor of New York City, talking about the police. Are you worried about an escalation again when when the George Floyd verdict comes down potentially next week? Are you worried it's going to get really bad again in New York? Oh, there's no doubt because uh, groups like Antifa, Black Lives Matter. They know that cops are now reactive, not proactive. And right. they know that the politicians don't have the backs of their police. They're constantly criticizing their police. They're constantly condemning their police, which makes for open looting and criminality. 
So if you happen to be somebody that was just out there to get paid to make money, as they call it in the streets, and you knew the cops weren't going to do anything, you would take advantage of that situation. We could well see that again. And that's why mayors have got to support the police. When I get in into City Hall, not only will I refund the police, I will have money to hire more police. And I'll tell every man and woman out there, I got your back. As long as you don't break the law yourself. All right, Curtis Lee. Well, come on now. Check this out. 12 American cities run by Democrats. The murder rate is skyrocketing. This is according to the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund. Listen to this. Chicago arrests and stops down 53%. Murders up 65%. New York arrests down 30 Arrests and stops down 38%. Murders up 58%. Louisville uh, arrest stops 35 down 87% increase in murders. Democrat Minneapolis uh, arrests and stops down 42 and murders up 64. Los Angeles uh, arrests down 33%. Murders up 51%. St. Louis, America's murder capital. 2020, the murder rate hit a 50-year high with 87 out of every 100,000 residents being murdered. You are now three times more likely to be murdered in St. Louis than in Mexico. Listen to this. Democrat-run Portland, the study says that after the police budget was slashed by 12 million and three police units eliminated, shootings climbed 173% and murders rose. Are you ready? This is not a typo. 255%. Do you think that these people are going to be power for long people? Do you think this is going to fly, guys? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Interesting piece as well with regard to the number of uh, unarmed black men who are shot in the country. According to the Washington Post database, 18 unarmed black people were killed by police in 2020 and 13, 2019. It should be noted that unarmed doesn't mean unarmed. In many cases, media reports are often wrong or don't give proper context, such as when the criminal doesn't cooperate, then reaches into his pocket while one away or whips around to uh, go at cops. Other instances include a suspect severely beating another cop or civilian. The overwhelming majority of these cases tend to be justified. Uh, A lot of people think that uh, there are many more shootings of black people. In fact, uh, when polled, conservatives, uh, liberals believe that black black people accounted for 50 to 60 percent of police shootings. Moderates estimated at 46 percent. Conservatives, 38 in reality. 23 to 27 percent of fatal shootings in 2019 were black people. Okay, given the disparity in violent crimes and how most murder and armed robbery occur in non-white neighborhoods, the number of fatal shootings per capita is greater among white people. There are 6.5 million police interactions with black people in 2018 at between one in 300,000 and one in 500,000. Their chances of being killed by a cop are pretty similar to those of being struck by lightning. By lightning. Now, here is where, and I've said this, and I've said this, and I've said this, guys, and the reason why I say this is because I don't want another generation of African-American children to be raised in this. What is the true epidemic of violence among blacks in this country? Black victims of homicide, mostly at the hands of other black career criminals who are undeterred because of the wrong public focus. The black homicide rate was 12.9 times higher than the white homicide rate in 2010 to 2015. Homicide is the leading cause of black people under the age of 35. Unbelievable. And all I care about is reducing those numbers and saving kids. But I'm white, so I can't comment on it. And the reason why people are being called racist and all of this is to distract from the real numbers and failed Democrat policy. Okay. So uh, Rob Schmidt also talked to Representative Chip Roy. Apparently, what they have, they've introduced a bill to name the cartels in Mexico as uh, terrorists and go after them that way, and I hope they do. I listened for two years while my Democratic colleagues ranted about kids in cages, kids in cages, kids in cages. Kids in cages, kids in cages. Sing it with me. They'll move here and make minimum wages. Where are my Democratic colleagues today? when the facilities are more full. But guess what? That's not actually the real problem, is it? Mm -hmm. 
The real problem is the dangerous cartels making hundreds of millions of dollars moving these children for profit. We're in the money. Great stuff there from Texas Congressman Chip Roy, grilling Democrats on the House floor yesterday for their negligence. And Congressman Roy joins us now from the Capitol. Sir, good to see you. Tell us a little bit more about this bill. Right now, as a Texas Congressman, I've spent a lot of time down at the border. Uh, the Reynosa faction of the Gulf Cartel, the cartel done the rest day, which operates up in Nuevo Laredo. They're all profiting to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars, moving human beings for profit, children families, but they're engaging in dangerous tactics and terrorist type tactics where they would behead people. They hang people from bridges. They Thank you, Chip Roy. You sound like you're talking inside of a cup. Continue. Uh, burn people alive. They have burn pits where they put bodies. Uh, they, they're engaging the kind of tactics designed to terrorize the government of Mexico and take complete ownership of Tamaulipas, the state right across the border. Meanwhile, they're reaching their tentacles up into Texas. They are now moving people uh, through places like Bernie, Texas, a suburb of San Antonio, which I represent, where the district- All endorsed by the Democrat Party. Attorney right there is dealing with a live case where the driver of the car was a paid employee of the cartel de Noreste that had a, stat, a car full of illegals they were taking to a stash house in Houston to put into the human trafficking trade. This is a clear and present danger to the United States. These are organizations that are designed to intimidate, terrorize, and to basically create uh, havoc at our border. And I would also venture to say, and I know this is going to cause some uh, some problems, but if you can't secure the border and keep the American people safe, I would think that might be an impeachable offense. Uh, maybe an impeachable offense. Did I? Yeah, I said the I word. You see, Donald Trump was impeached twice for nothing. Uh, just thought I'd throw that out there. Here is uh, Steve Scalise, representative, talking to Greg Kelly about the border. Where do things stand now? How do we fix this when an administration doesn't seem to want to? Yeah, America's southern border is completely out of control. And in fact, the drug cartels in Mexico are running America's southern border. Uh, it's that bad. I went and saw it for Mexico. Impeach 46! Self last week brought 10 members of... Maxine Waters doesn't like it when you say that. Congress with me. Uh, we went and did a ride along with Border Patrol agents last Thursday night around midnight. Uh, the, the video you're showing right there was taken around midnight, and we weren't there for minutes before we started seeing parades of people coming across our border illegally. And that's because Biden did some very specific things. By executive action, he got rid of the remain in Mexico policy. He mandated that they stop constructing the border, even though we as taxpayers are paying for that it's by design, kids, not by accident. Order to be built. They have the answers. They're just choosing not to do them. We're paying them not to build it right now. And he got rid of the Northern Triangle agreements, the agreements with Guatemala and Honduras and El Salvador. It's having devastating uh, consequences at our border. Thousands of people a day are coming over. And the way they're storing these kids uh, in cells of hundreds at a time when they're supposed to be only holding 30 people at a time in strong. Can you believe that a, a political party? Is okay with this. That's the most amazing thing. There's a Democrat party who's cool with it. Violation of CDC guidance. It's a national disgrace Dear what God. President Biden has done at the border. He won't go see it. Kamala Harris won't go see it. Uh, I've called on both of them to go down there, not only see it in person, but take executive action to reverse it. He created this mess. He can fix it today. Yes, he could. But that's not the end game. <laughs> that's just not the end game. All right, let's move on. Grant Stinchfield talked to a restaurant owner in uh, in California. It's a restaurant called Ten Horn Flats. And I likened this to a story out of Canada. There's a church in Canada that the government came in and put up a fence around the church to be keep people from going. The government in, um, this is in Burbank, I believe, put up a fence around this restaurant to shut them down. This is totalitarian. This is, this should not happen anywhere. The only place it does happen is places like North Korea. Here is uh, Grant talking to Barrett Lepagian, I believe, uh, the owner of the restaurant. You, you know, Barrett, I cannot imagine, I'm a business owner, to have the government shut you down. All you want to do is support your family, serve your customers, and they make you into criminals, Barrett? Yep. Man, and, the, and the amazing thing is when we opened up, we still stuck to, uh, to their protocols. I, His son has been arrested a couple times, by the way. My employees were masked. My son and my daughter worked there. You know, my son's 20 years old. They were masked. We were only serving outdoors. And all the rules, like we have a rule that because our outdoor patio has to close at 9 o'clock, we adhere to everything, you know, but that wasn't good enough. You know, they just kept coming. The first thing they did was shut our power off and our phone lines. Then came the boarding up, but that's where my son was just 
sawzalling right through the boards and opening up and, you know. They, they cut the power to the business. That's like what they did to the Branch Davidian compound. I was still staying in business. I think that's a beautiful analogy, by the way. Business. After that came the sandbags. Wow. And the last time he got arrested was he was just removing a sandbag, you know, and they came, cuffed him and took him to jail. So now, you know, you just showed the chain link fence. Honestly, the whole thing has become surreal. And it's almost like the city of Burbank just keeps digging themselves deeper and deeper into a, a very unfortunate situation that is definitely not going to work out in their benefit. I hope that someday these COVID dictators are held accountable for the destruction that they've caused and the, uh, the ultimate crime of taking people's liberty from them. You know? You know? All right. Oh, this is fun. Stinchfield always comes up with some great top 10 lists or top five lists or whatever. He decided to do his top five most politically incorrect TV characters of all time. Now, I am a kid. I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer. I was raised with All in the Family, the Jeffersons, Good Times, What's Happening. Oh, my God, those had black people in them. And we actually watched it and we're white people. It's crazy what happened. It's crazy what happened. And Sanford and Son, those were the favorite shows. Those were the favorite shows in our household. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, Dukes of Hazard, too. Let's not forget that. You know, Dukes of Hazard. But, but honestly... We were fine. Archie Bunker was so politically incorrect, but so was George Jefferson. Here's Grant's top five list. A top five list of my favorite, and I mean all-time favorite, most politically incorrect characters that would never make it on TV today. Who can forget America's favorite grumpster, <laughs> Archie Bunker? Yeah. i tell you something else about the French there, wise guy. You know why they lost World War II? Because <laughs> <laughs> when the Crouch was marching into their country, the French was running around naked, putting up dirty statues and throwing cheese in the potato. <laughs> no, but the norm thinks about going out to California. I mean, that's the land of fruits and nuts. <laughs> George Jefferson, number four on my list. Now, 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 calm down. It's not worth breaking up over crazy George. Hey! <laughs> Who are you calling crazy, honky? Honky. <laughs> Coming in at number three, Fred Sanford. Come on. Yes, Achoo is our guest, and why don't you try and make him feel welcome? I will. Achoo. That's outside. You're welcome to it. <laughs> Another one of TV's hardworking family men, Al Bundy Ooh. from Married with Children. Yes. He was the master of speaking the honest truth in the 90s. It was funny. Now the left would call this fat shaming. How dare you say that to my face? Well, I'd say it behind your back, but my car's only got half a tank again. <laughs> Number one on my list of TV actors and characters <laughs> that would never make it. Quite possibly the greatest comedic genius of all time. Mm. I don't know anybody does the mambo. I don't do it. Norton doesn't do it. My grandmother never did it. <laughs> well, me, everybody does it. All right, Ralph. Let's just not discuss it anymore. We now. won't discuss it anymore. Your mambo days are over. You want to wiggle, wiggle over to the stove and get my stuff. <laughs> wow. But this is when we could laugh, and, and, and Alice would always bring him down. He would always, Ralph would always think he was in control of the situation, and with a word, with a phrase, she could put him in his place. We didn't laugh at Archie Bunker because we agreed with them. We laughed at him because he was so ridiculous. So ridiculous. And Grant mentioned the reason why they created George Jefferson was as a counter to Archie Bunker. They thought Archie Bunker would not be a popular character. Archie Bunker ended up owning the show. And then George Jefferson was an African-American who is as equally politically incorrect as Archie Bunker. It's not because you feel that way or you want to be that person. You're laughing at that person. Do you not get it? If I tried to show the movie Blazing Saddles to my children, they would freak out. Because the, the, the N-word is peppered through that movie uh, all over the place. But it was making a point about racism and the absurdity of it. The friendship that Gene Wilder had with the sheriff was amazing. They laughed at the racists in the town. They laughed at them. The racists looked like complete buffoons. And Cleavon Little, he was the hero. You should watch it sometime. Forget about the N-word it's just a word. 
I don't call anybody the N-word. It's amazing that we live in, in such a, 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 a country that is ruled with the, you know, the First Amendment. And yet, for instance, we've got a, a thousand words that start with N and only one N-word. We've got a thousand words that start with B and only one B-word. It really is remarkable, isn't it? It really, really is remarkable. Hey, guys, I got an idea. I think it's time to call our special guest, Michelle Malkin. Hello. Hello, Michelle. How are you? Good. How are you, Rob? It's good to talk to you. I am really, really glad to talk to you. Uh, this is a great start to the weekend where I'm going to do a honeydew list. I'm also going to watch uh, Deadliest Catch, uh, CMT, and NASCAR. So. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a weekend. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, though, uh, yesterday we found out the police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt was not being charged and not being named. Uh, what do you make of this? Because it, it screams at me conspiracy of some type or cover-up of some type. It is, actually. And um, what's most alarming is that the D.C. swamp and the D.C. criminal justice system, I believe, are conspiring with the Biden Justice Department. And, of course, so many of uh, the people who run that place have been there since the Clinton years, um, are rigging the game um, against conservatives, against Trump supporters. Uh, and in this case, they are closing ranks around a police officer who will not be held accountable and who still hasn't been named. I mean, think yeah. about that. Yeah. Think, think about the incredible wall of protection uh, around this particular police officer when it had been if it had been any other type of, of uh, victim involved, uh, that face and that name would be plastered uh, all over social media airwaves. Michelle, I lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years and did radio there, and I saw the swamp up close. I wasn't part of it, but on a, I, I really feel like all the branches of government are corrupt at this point, the executive, the judicial, and the legislative. It is, it, And I would venture to say that that uh, compared to the founding fathers, the grievances that we have against the states uh, make the Tea Party look like a, you know, a, a firecracker. Yeah, that is for sure. The yeah. institutions have become completely corrupted. And um, it is every branch of government. And I, I think that there's a lesson here for the right and for Republicans. And, you know, our own modern day Tea Party was a cry. It was really a creed de coeur that was reminiscent of the founders. It wasn't just some sort of backlash to the left and socialism and Obama. It was dissatisfaction with our own Beltway Swamp GOP leadership. And what happens is, you know, you send these people to Washington. Uh, they're supposed to be beholden to the people, and they're beholden to special interests and financial interests. Uh, and I think most worrisome and something that the, the founders could not have envisioned, and they certainly didn't if you go back and, and, and look at how much optimism they had about the country and particularly about our free market system, what they did not foresee was the massive growth of these globalist corporations that may be rooted here in America, but certainly never have American interests first. And these are the people that buy off all the politicians, whether they have a D by their name or an R, unfortunately. Yeah, and what really bothers me is right now we are being governed against our will. Uh, the Democrat Party, uh, they got in by hook or by crook in 2020, uh, and now they run all three branches of government, essentially, or at least the uh, the executive and legislative. And they're trying to get things through that they would never get through, and they are trying to rule in perpetuity. One of the things that they are doing is they're attempting to, and it doesn't look as positive for it, this one, but uh, packing the Supreme Court. Uh, and, and this would be a generational uh, move. It would be enough for them to impact the country for decades. Um, your thoughts on where this goes? Yeah, this is part of the playbook of undermining every pillar of the historic American nation. And what we've seen with the left over the last 30, 40, 50 years now is an attack on every one of our historic institutions. Um, there have been court-packing attempts. Uh, by the Democrats over the years that have gone nowhere. This is the most highly visible and threatening one. It may not win this time, but every time they have an opportunity, they chip, 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 chip away. Uh, and, and, you know, again, I just, I, I have to, Rob, express my absolute and fundamental uh, frustration with the establishment right 
um, and its inability to fight back against such such things and to mount, I think, a public awareness campaign about what this is really, really all about. Yeah. And you talked about all of the forces in 2020, which I think amounts to a narco tyranny. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got these people in power that wield laws against their political enemies um, to exact uh, retribution mm-hmm. uh, and to uh, establish a, an oppressive regime and then fail to enforce basic laws um, that would establish order in our country. And that's why you see Antifa and Black Lives Matter ruling the streets. That's yeah. why you see, for example, uh, all of these bureaucrats in Washington allied with a big business to weaponize COVID against us yes. and yes. Uh, keep us under the boot while violent criminals are ruling the street. Now, it's interesting. Their argument, of course, is specious. They're saying that the Supreme Court is ruling from the uh, the far right when that is not the case. If you look at recent decisions, <laughs> no. dear Lord in heaven, they are the opposite of, of conservative. Yeah. Who they wouldn't even hear, uh, you know, some of these election uh, cases. And then, of course, uh, yeah, Obamacare, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're yes. not ruling from the right. No, it's a joke. And of course, uh, <laughs> fundamentally, that's one of the, the biggest uh, disappointments of of the Trump era, the Bush era. Every time that there's been a Republican in office, uh, they end up uh, appointing judges that uh, side more with the with the left than with the people. Now, Michelle, you uh, you wrote the book Open Borders, Inc., who's funding America's destruction. And we're seeing uh, what's happening at the border. And what I have said about this is this is not a mistake. This is policy. This is what the Biden administration expected. And the only reason why they're relenting is not because they're overwhelmed. It's because they're being exposed. Uh, I'd like to know your thoughts about what's going on. I know I'm in my heart. I know why they're doing this. But why don't you explain your thoughts with regard to Biden and the border now? Yeah, I mean, there are two main goals here for the Uniparty on Open Borders Incorporated, and one is a permanent ruling majority for the Democrats, and the other is a (laughs) permanent (laughs) flow of cheap labor for big business. And what was important about Open Borders Incorporated was the naming of names. I mean, it is a thick, thick, thick book. I mean, you could use it to deadlift, practically, uh, (laughs) of all of the the politicians that have been bought off. But more importantly, uh, all of the nonprofit organizations that have colluded with big business to provide this permanent route um, up through our southern border into the interior of of the country, and then providing sanctuary for people who either go on welfare or do become uh, that pipeline of uh, cheap labor and then eventually Democrat votes. Um, it's unbelievable, and, and the fact that, that uh, Kamala Harris is is uh, talking to the Northern Triangle countries about you know what's causing this. We know what's causing it. They know what's causing <laughs> it. Dear God in heaven, they know what's causing it because they did it purposefully. Yes, I know. The <laughs> gaslighting is just on, on just through the roof. Uh, and that joke of a woman being put in charge of Southern Border, border I mean, it's just, I mean, you can't make it up, Rob, can oh, you? No, no. And you know what? Uh, moving on, I, the whole uh, uh, anti-Asian um, <clears throat> Uh, bias and, and crimes. And, and I read this wonderful piece by a couple of weeks ago, Dear Woke Asian, Stop Blaming Whitey. Um, I, I, I've been dying to ask you this because a, a few weeks ago there was a, a massacre in Atlanta and it was at uh, Asian uh, massage. It's it's massage uh, parlors and six Asian women were killed. It was not a hate crime, but Biden and Kamala Harris flew there immediately. And my uh, the reason is I think they wanted to do like the Democrat Party has done with African-Americans and create a victim class out of Asians in this country. That's not going to fly because Asian people don't play the victim. Well, a lot of normal, average, ordinary flyover country Asians certainly don't. Uh, My family certainly didn't. And anyone who was raised by uh, one of those uh, archetypal tiger moms like my mom was um, tell their kids uh, whenever they have grievances or they were called an ugly name or anything like this suck it up that's what my mom did (laughs) but unfortunately right you've got uh, younger generations that have been brainwashed by the public school systems and then you know the American dream was supposed to be to send your kid to an Ivy League college get a good education and a good job but what happens you know, you pay fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year to have your kid um, brainwashed, and then realize that the way to make it in America is to become a, a victim, right? We we become mm-hmm. the uh, Olympics of victimhood here, and that's why you see a lot of these loudmouth, 
Asian American leftists uh, who are celebrities mm-hmm. or social media influencers, things like this, who are now milking this opportunity and joining hands with the likes of, of Biden. And the but they abandoned the narrative pretty quickly. Uh, Biden and, and Harris abandoned that narrative pretty quickly. And to, that said to me that that most Asian Americans were not willing to embrace that. And they, they and also, the, by, by the way, the narrative was false, that it was a white guy going after some Asian people. So uh, that's that's what it said yeah. to me. They, they wanted to do a little drive-by, like Rush used to say, a little drive-by, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then when it didn't fly... Uh, you know, they moved on to something else. If it were that big a deal, you know, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden were able to to, to, to get on a plane and go to Atlanta. They they are, yeah. haven't done that with the border, but they saw no, not a, yet. an opportunity. And I just don't think it I don't think it flew. I, I hope it didn't. I do worry, though. I've got uh, kids who are in their teens and, mm-hmm. and early 20s, and I do see a lot of this poison of, um, well, first of all, anti-white uh, ideology, but then also, um, you know, trying to, to um, perpetuate this victimhood uh, culture. Um, you see it in the, in the schools, you see it yeah. uh, in, in pop culture as well, and we got to fight it every step of the way. Yeah, I, I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about my son. I've got a, a son. He is 21 years old. I've got a daughter, and she is 15 years old. My daughter is always, already, she wrote, she, <laughs> are you ready for this? She wanted me to help her write her picture about, or her paper about the 1619 Project, and I said, uh, no, you're on your own on this one. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but yeah. I, I worry about all the hate, all the hate against white people right now. And it's and it's it's deafening and it's it's very uh, uh, terrifying. And I'm not afraid for myself. I'm afraid for my kids. Same. Uh, you know, the, the herd mentality, this groupthink is so strong now. And dissidents of all types are punished. Uh, you know, sometimes they, they pay with their careers and their reputations are smeared. And you know how. Um, vindictive people can be on on social media and the number one task that we have as parents um my daughter is 20 my son is 17 is to teach them to believe in fundamental principles to stand by their conviction and integrity and not give in to the mob you see this in in especially in an environment of you know the, the covid chaos and brainwashing the post george floyd world that we now live in uh, and the second thing i think that i'd advise parents is keep your kids off of these social media platforms yeah, and yeah. as much as you can rid your lives of google facebook and instagram yeah one thing i, I did just story came out just yesterday the truth has come out about papa john schnatter uh, with regard to the N-word on a call, and they, they exposed the audio yesterday, and I was with his, this guy. He had his career ruined because he yeah. s- he said the N-word with regard to uh, uh, Colonel Sanders, I guess, and he said that that Sanders used that word bothered him. But And if you could hear these millennial witch hunters uh, in their conference call, they they targeted him deliberately, and I'm hoping that he will be able to, uh, you know, this will be exposed. Yes, and witch hunt is a very good word for it, Rob. Mm-hmm. I mean, we live in this uh, sort of modern Salem, um, Massachusetts atmosphere, and it's very difficult to fight back and get back your, your reputation. You mm-hmm. can try and do it in a court of law. Unfortunately, our libel laws are, I think, I agree with President Trump that they do need to be reformed. Yes. Uh, and then also, if you're stripped of, of platforms, how do you get the word out about being vindicated? It's difficult. And uh, I pray for John Schneider. Michelle, I just got uh, my my parlor account was deleted. They deleted my parlor account. What? I don't know why. I, I know Dan Bongino. I wrote Dan about this. Dan goes, well, Rob, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a financial in, involved, but I'm not involved with content. They they shut down my parlor account, and I'm not. I don't. It, 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 my Facebook posts are the same as my parlor posts. My my mega book posts are the, my MeWe and my Gab. They're all the same. But Parlor chose to take my account away without explanation. I'm still waiting for a response from them. But I find this incredibly, incredibly troubling because Parlor was supposed to be the answer. Yeah, that is mind-boggling. Well, I am friends with Andrew Torba at Gab. They were the original alternate platform. Yeah. Um, I would highly recommend that you and, and your listeners get on Gab, yep. and they, they truly believe in free speech. One more thing. I, I don't know if you saw this. Did you notice that Hunter Biden isn't doing any media appearances this week? <laughs> <laughs> Too much Parmesan cheese, I guess. 
Yes, yes. I'm, speaking of Papa John's, um, but you know, yeah, right. I saw his his book numbers, and I said this originally. Who the hell would want to read Hunter Biden's memoir? And they trotted him out. He he went on Kimball. I think he was on CBS this morning in sixty minutes, and it's over. Your thoughts on Hunter Biden's memoir? Yeah, well, you know, it, it shows you the the racket and the grift that goes uh, on because, you know, the the publisher that paid what a multi million dollar advance <laughs> yes. um, for for that, yeah. you know, for a yeah. couple of, of fleeting appearances and a disclosure about it's the same way with Cuomo. Cuomo got a $4 million book deal for his latest book. Yeah. It was ghostwritten, and his previous book only sold 6,000 copies. <laughs> so, and that's pretty, yeah. mostly yeah. mostly to relatives. But that's what happens when you go to Washington, D.C., uh, or, you know, if you're, a, you know, an insider, they, they, you'll get a book deal, and they'll uh, a pack will buy a bunch of books, send them to the landfill, and you'll have a bestseller. Uh, he didn't make it that far, <laughs> so fortunately. <laughs> that's right. Fortunately, it's a racket. I think it was actually rejected at the landfill is what it was <laughs> <laughs> all right michelle hey this has been a real joy talking to you thank you for taking the time i know you're really 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 busy um obviously hot air is huge i use it every day twitchy is huge i use it every day um any any place else that we can follow you and your writings yes you can follow at me at michellemalkin.com i'm also on gab at michelle malkin and telegram at michelle malkin as well all right michelle have a glorious weekend okay you too thanks rob all right take care michelle malkin just rocks i mean just totally 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 rocks i mean just rock solid Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, too, Michelle. Guys, it's time for me to go. It's uh, the weekend for me, and I've got a honey-do list a mile long, including, are you ready for this? You want to hear how sexy my life is? I'm going to go install a toilet right now. I know. <laughs> you wish you were me. I'm a major superstar who installs toilets. <laughs> uh, if you get a chance to download the Newsmax app, would you do that, guys? We'd appreciate it. And then also uh, make sure to check out NewsmaxTV.com for local listings, all of the listings of all of the great programs, including mine, by the way, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World, which runs this weekend, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on uh, Saturday and then 2 o'clock Eastern on Sunday. Have a glorious weekend. God bless you and America. I will see you Monday. You'll hear me. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.